welcome to Alt Centrism Central. As always, I'm your host, or one of your hosts, Boomer Ted Cruz. And I'm again joined by Joe. Yep, that's me. I am the other one. And <laughs> and we have a special guest today. And his name is Skylar. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. So my name is Skylar. Um, I work in EMS. I am an emergency medical technician by trade. I'm currently cross-training as a dispatcher, just in time to get off of the road for the coronavirus, luckily. Um, yeah, I work in a medium-sized city and have lots of experience to it. Not an expert at all in corona or uh, any type of virus, to that matter. Or anything, really. So, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Excellent. Regardless, I think anybody in the medical field has a worthy opinion to give on this, as there's multiple aspects we have to uh, think about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that kind of, like, leads uh, right into the topic. The topic, by the way, if you haven't figured it out, is the coronavirus... It's been the topic on everybody's minds for the past few days. Um, so I guess let's just get everybody's general thoughts out of the way first before we get into more specifics. No, uh, I don't I don't have anything. Really, Peyton? You, you have no thoughts about it? Not, not even well, okay, when okay, you're going to get your okay. stuff from your dorm? I, I, have, I have thoughts about it. I mean, my college has canceled uh, classes, in-person classes, that is, for the rest of the semester were online only, which is somewhat frustrating, well, it's very frustrating, not so much because I'm so worried about not having in-person with my classes, because none of the classes I've taken this semester are the particularly interesting ones, they're mostly core requirements, but mostly because of the fact of how much stuff I do on campus, whether it be attending economics events, doing clubs, um, I, I, I don't really get to do that. And nobody really gets to do anything like that because we're seeing more and more a descent into, uh, over the virus, a descent into this crackdown, this authoritarian crackdown by the government. I mean, I do not think the response has been proportional at all to the severity of the virus at all okay well i mean that that's fair in terms of the the clubs though it's a good opportunity to uh make them all digital uh we could have everybody flock to our platform that would be awesome oh yeah people wanted to do that i mean we're all cooped up inside anyway oh yeah the the problem with that though is is there's there's something lost in the online interactions i mean I, I'm not someone who dishes online and is one of those like boomers who's like, you, you can't have the same interaction online as you can in person or some shit like that. But mm-hmm. definitely there there is something to in-person interaction for a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, for a lot of relationships, um, well, especially relationships that were built on in-person interaction. That's and, fair, yeah. you know, we're getting closer and closer using New York as an example. I mean, um, it's 
gatherings over 50 people have been banned completely. You're not supposed to have them at all. Um, and then now the president just come out and said, uh, if you have interactions with people, it should be limited to 10 people at most. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is going to really kill um, kill an economy like ours that is mainly based off of service. Uh, now, something I want to clarify is is that uh, this economic downturn is not because of Corona. Corona is like the straw on the camel's back that broke it. Yep. Yep. But but definitely this is going to cause a lot of problems because I mean an economy that is mainly based off of production and manufacturing is probably not going to be hit as hard as we are going to be hit by all this isolation. Mm-hmm. Skyler, what what about you? Uh, what are your general thoughts about what's going on? About the coronavirus, uh, just in general. Yeah, yeah, just in general. Well, I think that in, so far in my experience, it, it seems like people are kind of taking a doomsday approach to how they want to anticipate the coming months, right? Yep. So you go into the grocery store. Actually, we were just in a grocery store today, and half the aisles were empty, and everybody was kind yep. of like a little yep. bit more aggressive, trying to get their shit, whatever. You know, they put uh, limitations on how many cartons of eggs you can get or how mm-hmm. many cartons of milk or how many if you can find them like chicken breast containers you can get and yep. you know so the people are kind of uh, so seem like they're anticipating the worst which is right yeah so you're highlighting the uh the issue of the way that the general populace the people are responding to to the to the virus what do you think about what Peyton said? What do you think about um, uh, specifically about the government? Do you think that they're overreaching a little bit, or do you think that they're in the right? I think that they're – well, okay. So the thing with the government is they're being advised by the CDC, right? The CDC mm-hmm. is stopping coronavirus in November. So the CDC – the thing is nobody has a very well-formed opinion on the nature of coronavirus. We have – things to compare it to like SARS or MERS because it's related but the actual devastation that can be caused by COVID-19 uh, is, isn't really very well understood it's, it's not very well researched yet because it's it's just kind of like coming all at once so mm-hmm. the CDC is just kind of setting guidelines as to what they think is the best way to approach it to try and mitigate the the damage that it can do. So they're just saying, well, all we know about it is it's extremely contagious and this would be the best way to keep it from infecting everybody too quick to, you know, to combat. And so the government's kind of taking that proclamation and, and running with it, doing what they can with it. And it, it's kind of trickling down into local governments, you know, on the state level and the county yep. level. Yep. And I, I don't know, they're doing the best with what they know. I don't know if it's like some type of authoritarian grab-ass game or if it's, you know, they're genuinely trying to not kill an eighth of the population. It's it's kind of... Uh, so so uh, what you're saying is you're not sure about their intentions 
but what you're seeing is that they're just going they're trying to go by what the cdc recommends um but they're also just running with whatever they, they think uh would be good based on those guidelines yeah i mean at this point it, it was for a while i guess to my understanding like i said i'm not very well read in it mm-hmm. and I, I don't like keep up with the news or, or whatever but it seemed like for a while they were trying to to play it off as not a big deal first of all it was like oh it's not in the united states it's it's abroad it's in china yeah it's in italy it's in korea it's not here and then we got a, a case here and we're like oh well it's not that big of a deal it's one person and then it was three people and they're like oh that's not that big of a deal it's nothing don't worry about it and then all of a sudden it's like every state has confirmed cases right the city that i people have already died from it you know people that i work with have already, already been exposed to it and so now mm-hmm. it's like oh well shit i guess we should have listened to begin with and now they're kind of going by the cdc okay um peyton yeah. Do you, I don't know if that answers your question. But. No, that that does. That's that's a that's a great answer. It, it's I I like to set up. Uh, um, I like to get a you know a general feel for where people are on things so that we can understand where they're coming from when we discuss these things. Um, so I think you did a great job explaining uh, where, where you're coming from on some of this. Um, Peyton, could you make the case a little bit more for why? Um, uh, for why the government's response to this is perhaps more than it should be or even authoritarian in nature? Well, I would say that because largely it's unnecessary. I mean, it's not unnecessary because there isn't a threat from coronavirus. I'm not saying that. But what, what why it's unnecessary is because the measures they ended up placing were already being done just not to the extent that they were doing so schools um private schools especially uh restaurants private institutions were already canceling events um like crazy you know uh, as somebody who is very involved and looks at all the events they were canceling events before the the events were being banned uh for example liberty con which is a big liberty libertarian convention I was planning to go to in D.C., canceled before there were any mandates from the government to cancel them. Uh, you know, we had, uh, what do you call it, South by Southwest was canceled, um, which w- is way far out. It's it's not even, it hasn't even come close to the date it usually happens. Um, Coachella was delayed. Like, all these places were already doing this where they were practicing this, you know, social isolation which i even think is is unnecessary unless you know for a fact you've been in an area where there's been high exposure or you yourself or someone close to you is infected that's like the only way and i would say that people who are really at risk because from what i've seen currently the people who are at risk are people who are over the age of 65 and people who are immune deficient which already practice the social isolation when it comes to sickness all the time. Um, the people over the age of 65 aren't usually out and about anyways, and people who are immune deficient are extremely careful already. It would just be a warning to say, hey, stay home if you you know, have these immune deficiencies. Now, the exact behavior is not entirely known, essentially how it's acting, and from the rate of exposure that we're seeing in the rate of death 
who is dying because of it's almost identical to the flu except for the flu kills more kids than coronavirus has. Oh, okay um yeah can can i can i narrow it down just a little bit and what i what i heard from you is that the government's response is unnecessary because people were already doing it is that the extent of your yeah, argument yeah. or is and there more to it there there is a little more to it because if it was just people were already doing it then it it wouldn't be a problem what the problem comes from it is it overextends the hand uh, to a point where now restaurants are completely limited at least in the state of new york limited to deliveries only um, a lot of restaurants don't have the infrastructure set up especially small business ones for delivery in the first place um, they'll have to negotiate with like a grubhub app to you know get that delivery resources and then also there's always the problem that comes with the government and the state is that it's non-voluntary and the response is you can be jailed um, you can have violent force threatened against you you can have things taken away from you okay it, okay so and, and this is a dangerous precedent to set okay I, I I see your point now so what you're saying is that um, because of this there could potentially be more harm than good at least in some in some of aspects uh, Skyler what do you think about that I mean, in, in response to, um, you know, the the argument that it it's a it's unnecessary or authoritarian, do you think that, uh, you know, you know, the, do you think the government should be doing what they're doing or no? Well, so I'm not really familiar with the mandations that the government has set as to, uh, you know, what people should and should not be doing. I always thought it was a so far i thought it was a recommendation you know it was, it's recommended that you don't go to a gathering of more right. than 50 people so i i think i don't think that there are many federal rules right now that apply to us i mean so, some of it will apply to trade and it, to it, borders but i think a lot of it comes state. down to state rules yeah it's mostly state and local communities who are doing this the federal government released a set of guidelines that they technically can't enforce on the states, but a lot of states are agreeing to. Um, and these guidelines include things like banning events um, that are more than like 50 people, shutting down restaurants, shutting down schools. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, this this is a, it's a federal thing while also not being a federal thing because your state doesn't have to follow it. But from what I've heard, most states that are currently affected um new york is is one of the most affected uh are following these guidelines new york is shot up to a thousand cases even though it's had the most like authoritarian crackdown of any state okay so um the last thing last for thing context, that i oh real real quick sorry for context there's only five thousand cases in the entire u.s so oh okay belong to new york all right well, um, the largest population states, right? Besides California, because we have. Oh uh, yeah, but California is like actually essentially very lower. Hmm. So it's definitely not a population correlation thing. Okay. 
Um, the last thing I kind of want to touch on this uh, topic um, for in regards to you know if the government's response is authoritarian or not before we move on to um, some something else that I want to talk about. Um, it, I think that the response is unconstitutional just from a legal perspective. I don't think that the government can constitutionally ban gatherings of people because in the First Amendment it guarantees the right to assembly, period. Not the right to assembly when the government says it's okay to do that. Um, thoughts? Am I, am I totally wrong here? I, I, I agree. I mean, I tend not to uh, cite the Constitution because, I mean, I'm not always the biggest fan of the Constitution. Says the one who carries a mini constitution around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, uh, I don't carry it as often as I used to, but I, I, I like when I do cite the Constitution, it's usually the Bill of Rights like that. And technically, yes, from a legal perspective, this is I illegal to yeah. ban um, gatherings of any size, really. Okay. Um, so one of the other things that I, that I wanted to get into is um, this. I'll, I'll, I'll put the, the link in the chat so that you guys can uh, gl gl um, glance at it if you want to. Basically, there was this Facebook group of uh, first responders who supported uh, Donald Trump. And uh, a lot of them are saying that either the virus is a hoax or the virus... Um, uh, you know the 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 all this hysteria is unwarranted, and the media is just trying to make Trump look really bad about it. Uh, I kind of I thought it was kind of funny just reading through it. I I want to kind of hear your guys' thoughts on this a little bit. I I can let our guest go first, unless he wants me to go first. No, I'll let you go first. Okay, yeah. I I have some thoughts on this because I've heard a lot of like. Um, theories on the origins of the coronavirus um and you know honestly i gotta i gotta be honest i i don't really believe any of them um because i don't think there's even extensive ed evidence for any of them other than it, it just crossed from animals to humans because we've observed the coronavirus in animals for years, decades, I'm pretty sure. And we know it's a thing that exists. Plenty of things have crossed over before. I mean, a the AIDS pandemic in the 80s, that was because it crossed over from apes to humans. Well, I should, I should say specifically, I think it was chimps. Um, so it's completely possible that this is just a natural thing. And I think that's most likely what it happened. Okay, um, and I think the government's response, while while I think it's like overhyped and mostly a product of hysteria, this wasn't a created thing. I can't I can't really believe that this was a created thing. I think it's a, a matter of convenience that they're using it as a cover. There's several things they're using it as a cover at. First, to implement more authoritarian policies under the guise of public safety. And second, to hide the coming financial crisis that was brewing for, I would say, years before this. Um, to kind of mask that and blame it on something else other than 
what the actual cause is, which is Federal Reserve policy and government policy. All right, all right. Um, Skyler, what do you think? Is it all a hoax? Um, is the media just uh, doing this to make Trump look bad? There is there no coronavirus at all? Does it just it doesn't exist? What do you think? Well, I think that's kind of a silly premise. I have heard those <laughs> conspiracy theories, and I think they're pretty dark. I I mean, I work obviously. I'm a first responder. I work responders, and a lot of a lot of people have a pretty blasé attitude about it. You know, mm -hmm. they're just like, oh, ah, it's just whatever. Don't worry. But don't cough on me. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I think it's clearly an actual virus. We have uh, uh, like evidence to contest that. It's a, it's an obvious ailment that people are getting, and it's most likely an animal vector, and it, you know it's being transmitted person to person through what like um, saliva droplets and whatever. So that's pretty plain to see. I think that it's just kind of a knee-jerk reaction for people to be like, oh, that can't be real. That, that can't mm -hmm. be something that just happened, right? It's got to be something else. Mm -hmm. It's convenient to be at this time. It's got to be the government just taking our guns. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I don't know. It's just like, shit happens, man. You know, the Spanish flu, H1N1, fucking SARS, all that stuff. It just happens. And it's, yep. it's a bad yep. time, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything, you know. That, I mean, that's my opinion of it. I, whether or not it's some kind of, you know, governmental ploy to try and wage biological warfare on the Chinese to steal their money back or something. I, you know, it could be, but I don't think. All right. Um, okay. I, I actually, I actually just thought of an article real quick that I saw. It's related to this, um, it, and take it with a grain of salt because we know it, it comes out of China, and we know China was faking numbers um, to try to like pretend that it was not as big of a deal uh, in China and that they were handling it better than they, you know, were putting off. And a lot of people now are like. Oh, we should do exactly what China did. China is a great example of what of what to do when in reality like I think they've had the most deaths from the virus. I mean didn't one the of their makeshift hops, hospitals didn't one of their makeshift hospitals collapse? Yeah, no, it, it it was a terrible response. And some people are falsely claiming that like they're ahead on getting the vaccine and there's a lot of misinformation going on that people are buying from like China, the Chinese government that's putting out but this one's an interesting one because it is from like an academic source in China and one that's not affiliated with the government but it said that, that it's entirely possible that we've been overcounting how many corona cases there have and that the tests that have been being used um, because we were short on tests and a lot of the tests were not coming from private institutions because the FDA and other regulatory bureaucracies in other countries were denying makeshift tests. Um, but the current tests have a lot of false positives, so the number could be immensely inflated. Oh. oh. Okay, I, I thought, if anything, we'd have more cases than were being reported just by the nature of, well, you know, people not there, getting tested. There's evidence that 
we have more cases than reported in the sense that a lot of people just stay home and don't mm -hmm. get tested for this because i mean it has very similar symptoms to flu yeah and to most people it's going to just seem like they contracted like the, the flu so there is that but um this this evidence is like examining actual test kits and finding that they're coming up with a lot of false positives oh all right i was wasn't aware of that yeah this study i think just came out today I, like i just happened to see it well that's good to know there may be false positives that's that's great you know um with all this mass hysteria going around and now you can't even trust the 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 test that tells you whether or not you got it very nice uh skylar something i wanted to ask you about in in your experience uh as an emt what kind of capabilities do we have with our healthcare system when it comes to uh combating a pandemic like this uh, is there is there good reason for this uh, social distancing and um, banning of gatherings, uh, or it, or do you think we could possibly handle an increased number of cases? Uh, no, so far the strain that it's put in. So just in my area, we have mm -hmm. four hospitals. The strain that it's put on our hospitals so far and our nine one one system in general, not only the ambulance service but the police and the fire services as well is uh, beyond anything that we're capable of handling uh we're kind of scrambling to, to figure out the best way to approach it especially because you're we're talking about how the state's instituting these mandations those are those are new those are like within the past couple days yeah but yep. we we already had a confirmed case here like at least a week ago and we, we didn't do anything about it. I had a crew, I'm working in dispatch right now, but I had a crew who came into contact with a person who was supposed to be in quarantine um, on Friday, and they didn't know anything about it because there's supposed to be a premises warning on their house so that we'd know to tell them that, hey, this person could possibly have uh, coronavirus. And we, we were none the wiser, and we sent them in, and they were exposed. That person ended up dying that day, and the two crew members ended up getting, we, we didn't know anything about it. We didn't put anything, like, any system in place to try and defend ourselves until two days after that, until, like, last night. So we're all a little late and a dollar short based on you know, what I've been seeing on how we should be handling this. Uh, but so far, you know, even though late there, I think that the actions are appropriate. We're, we're seeing more use of E, we're seeing more awareness, how it's being, and all that. So, uh, excuse me, Skylar, Skylar, just one moment. Um, Peyton, oh, sure. could you could you stop breathing on your microphone, Peyton? Oh, sorry, <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> I, I I was having a little trouble hearing some of the things you were saying, and I was thinking to myself, "What what is that?" <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you're saying that we need to. Uh, what do you think we need to do so that our our healthcare system is better prepared for either this pandemic 
or a, another uh, similar outbreak? Uh, well, for this one, I think we kind of screwed the pooch because we're a little late on it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm sure that you know, probably half of the people that I work with, if not more, have come into contact with somebody who is probably COVID positive at this point. Uh, so that kind of sucks, right? Mm -hmm. Just based on our late response to it, we didn't take it seriously until people were dying and then people we were working with started showing symptoms. And now we're like, oh, shit. Now everybody needs to wear a gown and goggles and uh, N95. And we, you know, they're setting up triage outside of hospitals now. We're not taking riders. Our department won't respond to certain calls unless they're cardiac arrests and they can respond to those at their discretion. The police are staging for us now. Absolutely crazy. I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's basically just uh, the best way to have prepared for it was just to take it more seriously from the beginning. What, what do you think what? would happen to our healthcare system if people just resume their lives as normal, if people did not stay home, or people had large gatherings, people went out to eat. We would see, uh, well, we, we would see a lot more cases and we'd see a lot more fatalities mm -hmm. because, I mean, a lot more people are immunocompromised than we would get. Some people go most of their life without even realizing. And then it also affects people who have respiratory disorders. So your COPDers, your asthmatics, yep. uh, people with urinary disorders, you know, cystic fibrosis, anything like that. A little bit of a, a personal question real quick right here. I used to have asthma. I don't anymore. Am I at higher risk? Uh, I, I don't know. Presumably, I would I would assume so. Ah, uh, damn. I, I believe it's any respiratory or immune uh, deficiency, so asthma would fall into that. Damn. But I, I, think, I think you're not as risk as somebody who has an immune deficiency i think respiratory um deficiency is it's most likely just going to be that you're like bedridden longer well it's you develop pneumonia and dependence viral pneumonia and depending on how your body handles that you know is basically what ends up killing you so normally what why people die is because they'll contract the infection and then they'll develop pneumonia symptoms and then that'll end up causing them to go into a multi-system organ failure and kill you, right? Or you'll just, uh, you know, you'll become hypoxic and die, or any slew of other reasons to do with your life choices. It's my understanding. Like I said, I'm not an expert. It's just... Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't claim to be an expert either. I mean, there's <coughs> a lot. I don't know about it either. But this is just what I've seen from reading about it. Um, because I decided best to read what the who, who cdc you know other academic sources on this are saying about it before you know i freak out and panic like most people have oh yeah speaking Which, of panic what what about all these people buying toilet paper i mean come on that's like the least important thing that you could be thinking about right now well they're so, thinking they're quarantine so with with much with regards to this, um, they picked possibly the worst resource uh, to hoard because toilet paper and groceries in general, honestly, for, first of all, most groceries 
you don't need to stock up on. Um, you need to have food for at least two weeks um, stocked up, and then maybe like one case of toilet paper. If you have a really big family who goes through toilet paper pretty often, two or three. Or That's if you eat it. a lot of beans. The, 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 the problem oh, man, is your beans. People, people don't know what the correct resource is um, to stock up on when there's a situation like this. Because the first things to go are not are not these kind of resources. They're advanced goods. So you're going to see a decline in anything that comes overseas. If it's made overseas, you're probably going to see a shortage in it. If the country of origin is somewhere that's heavily affected where they have major trade restrictions and stuff. So like, if you have stuff that's made in China or Europe right now, um, stock up on that stuff if you're going to need more of it because you're not going to get it for a while. You know, advanced goods are the first thing to go. And that should be the first thing you think to stock up on, as well as like a basic supply of food. I suggest that at all times you should have, you should always, even if there's not a pandemic going on, because you never know what's going to happen, is have at least two weeks supply of food, mostly canned food, non-perishables. So, yep. And I'm stocking up on all of my water. essentials. I'm I'm stocking up on. Uh, you know, That's, Netflix and uh, uh, Amazon, you know, got to have my Netflix, got to have uh, YouTube Red, you know, I'm stocking up on all that. I got to be prepared for this. And I feel prepared yeah. now that I have my my um, my case of, of Charmin Ultra Strong. You know, it's got the bear. It'll keep me comfortable. And I got my Netflix. I think I'm going to be OK. I think I'm going to be able to ride this one out. Just maybe. What? What? I, if nobody else has anything like super pressing, the last thing that I just wanted to do, you know, just end this episode on a on a fun note instead of a scare the shit out of everyone note, we're all gonna die, is just talk about some of the the fun, fun in quotation marks conspiracies about this, which will of course probably get this episode taken off, uh, YouTube and Spotify and literally everywhere else. But you know, just I think I think conspiracies are fun. I agree. I think we should make our own conspiracy. All right, well, that's a great idea. Let's make our own conspiracy. First right, of all, think... oh, go ahead, go ahead, Skyler. What do you think? No, it's your show. You go. I, I I didn't even know what I was gonna say. I was gonna make it up as I was going. So go ahead, man. Me too. Oh. <laughs> I think that. Um, the coronavirus was created in a lab in Canada, okay? And then a Chinese spy stole it from Canada. And then what they're going to do is they're going to use this to create this economic panic, right? And all these people are going to go out of business. And even banks are going to go out of business as people start taking money out of it. And it's going to be another thing, just like the Great Depression, where the big banks consolidate lots of littler banks so that there's less competition, and that there that's that's all this is is a cash grab and then and then of course they're going to come out with the vaccine because they they've had it all along and the vaccine's going to cost us you know three thousand dollars each or something like that that's my conspiracy what about you guys 
I believe <laughs> that actually the virus is not real and every death has just been someone killed by the new world order and oh okay all right yeah so the men in black basically essentially all right okay skylar what do you think oh i have i have two branches that i want to go down but i don't know which one to take well, why don't you take the two branches and, and merge them together? They're, they're one and the same. Okay. All right. So I think that the virus came from a super sophisticated millipede people who live underground in the forests of China. And I think that they developed it as a way to take back the land, which is theirs. However, I also realize that I am a schizophrenic and that that cannot be real. <laughs> And that none of you can be real, and that I am alone making up my own situation, probably from within inside an asylum. This is your podcast. The, I mean, of course, of course, yes. that, that's the only. <laughs> of course, you had to come up with that scenario, man. I'm terrified of centipedes and millipedes. Now I'm now I'm gonna be scared shitless of coronavirus. I thought we were gonna have a, a fun ending. You know, nobody's gonna die, and now now I'm now I'm terrified. The millipedes are coming for us. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, that that was all I had. You know, Peyton, do you have anything else? I don't even I don't even I, really want to do I, a closing statement. I, I don't think so. Honestly, I don't really have anything um, especially since I haven't read into depth a lot of the conspiracy theories from around the virus other than like it was made in the lab in which i found like zero evidence that it was made in the lab yeah yeah well anyway i i i can't i can't say that i can speak uh intelligently about this coronavirus you know uh i can i can basically speak about it as much as anyone else can because it just develops day by day but, uh, Skylar, I would like to offer you um, uh, the, the final closing statement, though. Just anything that you would like to say about it uh, based on your experience uh, as an EMT. Oh, sure. Uh, wash your hands. Don't kiss your grandma on the mouth. No, who shouldn't be kissing our grandma on the mouth anyway, Skylar? I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> what if you really love your grandma? Uh, well, I, I do, but not, not in that way. What, does she have COPD? Uh, I don't know. Is that... No. No, I don't think so. Okay, well then you should be all, all set then. Okay. Alright. I'll tell her. Okay. Alright, so... Yeah, everybody. Just like Skylar said, stay safe. The soap, I read something about it. Um, doesn't just wash the virus off like uh, uh, an emulsifying agent would, but it actually tears apart the virus. You know, kind of like... Uh, that's that thing that the Greeks used to do where they would take the horses and attach people's limbs to it. Yeah, it basically does that to the virus. So, yeah, you know, uh, wash your hands with soap and water. That's about, that, that's about it for today's episode, a little bit of a shorter episode, hopefully a lot more fun. Uh, I didn't want it to be, you know, all death and gloom and despair like everything else is uh, nowadays. Uh, and that's about it. So thank you for tuning in and uh, have a great life. Don't die. Stay safe. Don't kiss your grandma on the mouth. Wise words of Skylar.